If you're lucky, you listen to them talk. They're on their way up and they can't stop. For all things great iron and hard top, it's Kevlu and Steve since the sandbox. Another week in the books, and another week starting off your podcast with our impressions. Guys, we are back, and I'm going to jump right into it because we have a lot to talk about today. I'm going to start with the beginning of the week, and that's the Giants losing their chance to get tied for first in the division. And honestly, I have to shift a lot of blame to that bogus drop. Guys, we watched this together in Matt's room. Devastating drop by Evan Ingram there. Daniel Jones did have a very fast, very nice run. That was nice. Would have liked to see him finish instead of tripping over the 15, but it is what it is. But it's another tough game to be a Giants fan. They looked good. I mean, the defense did what they had to do the whole game, but I mean, Carson Wentz is the best player on the field at all times. So he did his thing. I mean, made Boston Scott look like a bona fide receiver, but Evan Ingram, man, that, that's an easy drop. There's honestly nothing more that Daniel Jones can do in that situation. Perfect throw in a big spot. And his guy didn't make the catch. I mean, it, it is what it is. He, he's obviously a little deterred by that because, like, he needs playmakers around him. But both teams look solid. It's always a good game when you have it in division like that. But, yeah, Carson Wentz was the real difference maker in that. And he really showed up, which was is a great sign for the Eagles because he does his best work, seemingly, when they're all banged up. Lua, even after the Giants getting me upset after that, you know, I was I was dying to wake up Friday morning to a win. I'm another team that had a devastating loss. This is a team that's lost three or four games in the fourth quarter already this season. Um, and that's Atlanta. I mean, we saw how the Lions capitalized on the last couple minute mess ups, one especially by Todd Gurley, which he does know better. But I, I guess you should also rely on, on your defense to make some stops there. So. I get it, but how funny was Arthur Blank on the sideline, the, the owner for the Falcons? I mean, he, he looks really distraught. He looks really aggravated. Um, I think he's just ready for the offseason, and by the looks in his face, that looks like a team that's going to be spending a lot of money this year. Yeah, it's actually hilarious that like people are blaming Todd Gurley. You were up six points with a minute left, and Detroit had no timeouts. That's how bad your defense is that you were worried about giving up that touchdown with a minute left and no timeouts. To Detroit. To Detroit, exactly. It's just insane, man, that like they really needed him to just fall down at the goal line and pray for a field goal to not blow a lead. But, man, Detroit, the Chargers, and the Falcons really just love to blow leads, man. I've never seen anything like it. Please get Julio out of there. Matt Ryan has nothing left to do there. They need to sell. It's a must rebuild and Arthur Blank knows it now because it, it's just embarrassing at this point. Yeah, it was definitely devastating there. But let's go to a team that kind of got lucky and it's the Browns. We know that they played Cincinnati already this season and things definitely went their way at the end. But the Browns started off bad. Baker started off bad. His first five throws, he was 0 for 5 with a pick. We saw him struggle throughout the first beginning part of the game. And, you know, then it was crazy. He completed, I think it was 18 consecutive passes, 22 of 23 of his next passes, and then finished with five total touchdowns. It's like, dude, you're not helping yourself at all, putting yourself in in these scenarios, and definitely not going to be helped out by Odell now tearing up his knee on that freak scenario, him trying to make a tackle there. 
But, Lou, the Browns def got lucky. Yeah, man. I don't read too much into it. 49% of Baker Mayfield's wins in his career are off of the Bengals. Like, let's not joke about this now. They get embarrassed every time they play someone else in the division. They look good versus the Colts, but the Colts were banged up. So I'm going to give us the pass on that one. Uh, They don't play well versus good teams. He's just not the guy. I mean, he's a good quarterback, slightly above average. You just can't rely on him to throw 30, 40 times a game. I mean, Kareem Hunt was the main factor in that game, whether it was running the football or catching a two-yard pass and then breaking out into the end zone. I mean, they're just not a contender, and I I think it's really going to show as they play good teams down the stretch. If you let Joe Burrow and them kind of dismantle you for 30-plus and have a big drive, especially with all the money they've put into that defense, it's just not a good look. Now with Odell down, at least maybe Juice will be considered the solidified number one, and maybe that'll help them. But I don't know, man. It's just they get really hyped up over small wins like that, and you expect them to beat the Bengals. And uh, unfortunately, my pick on the live was not correct because – they missed the extra point at the end of the game, which was fantastic for me, I guess. Uh, the spread was three and a half. They only won by three because of the missed extra point, but that's the way she blows. <laughs> that's definitely the way she blows. And Lou, is that Odell's last snap as a Brown? Possibly, yes. I think it should be. Lou, let's jump headlines here. And we just talked about Joe Burrow in that game um, versus the Browns a little bit because the Browns versus Cincinnati. But is... Herbert better than Burrow? Yes. Yes, he is at this point. Maybe the supporting cast a little better. I told you guys at the beginning of the season, I like the charges for at least seven wins because of Tyrod, because I think he's solid. But it proves to show Herbert is better. He's better on the feet. He has a better arm. I don't know if he's as accurate and commands the field as well, but he looks better in the pocket. He obviously has the arm strength, and he has some good weapons around him, regardless of who's interchanging with Eckler getting hurt. I can't wait to see him back 100%. Keenan Allen looks good with him there, and he's making a lot of those receivers look good. If their defense could hold up, which I know is banged up, that's a good team, man. But I think Justin Herbert is really making a case for Rookie of the Year despite uh, missing a couple of the games to start. Yeah, he definitely is. And, I mean, Joe Burrow has a great cast. Um, I think Herbert has a pretty good cast around him, especially um, when Austin Eckler is healthy. This is definitely a debate, and I wouldn't even say that the Chargers have, you know, that significant of a better defense this year than the Bengals just due to injury. I mean, if there's a healthy secondary, Joey Bosa's playing great, but we know Melvin Ingram's a little banged up. We could definitely say that, that, you know, the team's evenly matched, but Herbert to this point does look like he is outplaying Burrow. But to move to the next game, Lou, Green Bay was back without Aaron Jones. And Devontae Adams dominated. Last week, we talked about him, you know, really struggling. We said it could have been, you know, possibly because it was his first week back. But, yeah, Devontae Adams back in the mix and looking like the, the one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. Yeah, man, it just took a week for him to get back. I thought Green Bay would bounce back like they did. They did the same thing last season after being blown out by the Chargers and by San Fran. So I thought it was a strong look. The defense looked very good. Devontae Adams and and Rodgers had that connection back. They look great all game. I know Aaron Jones is hurt, but once he gets back, there's some promise in A.J. Dillon, who had a few solid carries for them. And the the Green Bay Packers aren't going anywhere. There's two places Rodgers struggles in his entire career, in California and in Tampa Bay. I don't know what it is. Historically, he's not good in Tampa Bay, and he's horrible in San Francisco and L.A. So I just think that was one miscue last week. They bounced back. 
They said they had a great week of practice. And the Steelers are here to stay. That defense is very good. And as they get healthier through the season, hopefully getting some old linemen back down the stretch, I think they're still a very dangerous top team. Lou, you just mentioned the Steelers, so so let's skip around a little bit. And that was a great game. I mean, the Steelers definitely came out in the first half and looked like they had a, a lot of control in that game. But, you know, Tennessee fought back, and, you know, they continue to find ways to do that throughout games. But what team did you learn more from after seeing that game? Was it more impressive to you that they made the comeback or that Pittsburgh toughed it out? I would say – I learned an equal amount about both teams. I think Tennessee's a solid team, but I think they will struggle versus elite teams. I think their passing game is better than I, I respected them for, and I think Tannehill's better than I thought. But think of it this way. If Big Ben doesn't throw three picks, is that game close? Not really. You know, they have a better defense. They have a better supporting cast, in my opinion. The O-line is better. The only position they're not better than Pittsburgh at is running back because of King Henry, but I like the way Pittsburgh looked. They held up. They stood strong. I know a field goal could have sent it into OT, but that's just the game you play, man. You can't get down like that and try to come back versus a great defense, probably the best defense in the NFL. And it showed me a little bit about both teams, but Pittsburgh has a, a tough week ahead of them, which we'll get into in the games of the week. And I, I would like to see Tennessee continue the consistency versus good teams. No, I definitely hear that. And guys, Kev has had... Some mic difficulty. He is with us, but he's struggling on the other end. But I'm back, baby. I'm back. <laughs> the kid's back. Since the sandbox, what up? Hop in with, with this Steelers and Titans game because we, we know that a couple of weeks ago, this was one of your games of the week, and I know that we were watching these games together on Sundays. So what do you got to add with that game? Yeah, so you're right. I mean, it was one of my games of the week, the one I said, you know, would probably be the most fun to watch. And, you know, it was. It was – Definitely everything I was expecting. It was ground and pound. It was good defense. It was good offense. Like, it was a little bit of everything. And, you know, I think Lou hit the nail on the head. I think besides the run game, the Steelers really have, you know, at least in my opinion, turned a lot of heads. I think from my own personal standpoint, I didn't realize, you know, how deep that offense actually was. I know I've been saying since the season started that they're only going to go as far as Big Ben and James Conner take them, but I think that's still true. But I do think, you know, they do have other options as well. Their wide receiver core is very, very good. They're young, and Big Ben's playing at a very elite level right now. I think he looks healthy, healthier than he's looked the, the past two seasons, and I think they could be a legitimate threat, you know what I mean, especially with that defense, like Lou said, probably the best defense in the league. So if they can keep putting up points and figuring out, you know, how to stop good offenses, then – it's going to be tough to beat them come playoff time. I don't care if it's the Ravens, the Chiefs, whoever. It's going to be a tough game. Yeah. One more thing before I you chime in, Steve. Can we stop the Chase Claypool Megatron comparisons? I get they're big and they can jump high. He's not Megatron. No one is. NFL Network, ESPN, stop it. Let these young guys be who they are. And just because someone's 6'4", 6'5", at the receiver position does not mean they are Calvin Johnson. Yeah, no, I definitely uh, won't won't entertain any of that slander either. I like I like Chase Claypool, um, but Megatron, uh, he's in a class of his own. But Kev, you joined for an interesting stretch um, to the rest of the impressions. Something that I think we could just get out of the way, guys. The Cowboys and the Jets, they stink. They're so bad. Um, the Jets looked better with Darnold, but, I mean, still, the Bills underperformed severely and couldn't tough it out there. Um, and then the Cowboys, I mean, they're on to 
Their quarterback is is Joe Danucci, I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah, I don't know either. Hoping Dalton can get back, but that's not even promising. I'm not even sure of the fantasy value in any of the guys in, in the Cowboys offense. Zeke hasn't looked good. Um, I have C.D. Lamb, and I'm considered dropping him. Amari Cooper, I mean, I, I don't even know. I, I'm sure the Cowboys are going to be a team that's going to be active in the trade market, trying to prepare for next year. But, guys, the, the Saints, in a more competitive manner, the Saints toughed it out versus uh, the Panthers in a division game. And, Lou, was that one of your games of the week last week? It was, and uh, the Panthers played well. I mean, the division games are always tough. The Saints did what they had to do without Michael Thomas again. So I think they're improving every week. They're, they still won't crack my top 10 in the power rankings, a little sneak peek for what we have next for you guys. But they're both improving, and my CMC comes back next week. So expect a little more production out of the Panthers' offense. And the Saints are continuing to get better, and they still need to get over that hump and, and beat a real solidified contender convincingly for me to not have my worries as I do. Yeah, I think this was a big game for the Saints. You know, we knew it was going to be a tough game, division game. Panthers are still pretty good, you know what I mean, with or without Christian McCaffrey. So, knew it was going to be a tough game, but, you know, as I expected, I knew Drew Brees and the Saints would tough it out. They really had their eyes set on the Buccaneers and, you know, trying to top them and take that division, which I don't blame them. So, I knew knew they were going to come out to play, whether, you know, Michael Thomas had played or not that offense was going to was gonna do its thing. So I think it was a good win by the Saints to be able to tough it out. But I think Lou's right. They still, you know, they still don't crack that top 10, you know, in my eyes. They're still not over that hump like Lou Is said, this the but... same kid? Is this the same kid that had them in the top 10 last week or a couple weeks ago? Hey, that was, that was like four, three, four weeks ago, Lou. All right, things change, kid. People change. Ideas come come about. It is what it is. I don't have them in it this week. A little sneak peek. <laughs> so, guys, we are going to hint to you. Um, Lou and Kev are prepared for it, and we're all very excited. Our second round of the Cincy Sandbox Power Rankings are coming out this week, and you guys are right. It was three or four weeks ago. Um, the last time you guys heard our Power Rankings was week four. Week eight is approaching, and you guys will hear our Power Rankings again this week. But... Kev, like I said, you joined at the perfect time because we're here to talk about your MVP and we're here to talk about your Patriots who, you know, I got to say they shocked me because I expected them to come out and play better. I didn't think the 49ers were going to be able to come in and control and dominate the way that they did. Cam didn't look good. The team didn't look good. My statement of trading Edelman still stands still today. And it just doesn't look promising. This doesn't look like a playoff team. Yeah, one sec, Kev, before you jump in. I just don't know why. The defense is bad. That's the only thing that shocked me was how bad the defense is. But I do owe a big, big apology to one Thomas Brady because I I thought it was more of him last year with not being the same guy. But now we see those weapons in that O-line are just atrocious. And Cam Newton is still not a great QB. He was good for one season. That's it. I've been saying it. But you're asking him to go out there and produce with me, you, and the guy from Woody's. You know what I mean? There's just no way you can ask him to go out and compete with teams that have this many weapons, and they can't create separation, and he is just throwing up prayers. They had a chance to score at halftime or right before halftime with, I think, about a minute left. Air mails, a pass. Absolutely air mails. And it's not even that his footwork is continually bad because it is. He is just not reading anything. 
He's like Floyd Mayweather trying to read a book. It just doesn't make any sense to me. They're just not a good offense. The defense should get better. I don't, I don't understand why it's been this bad. But man, I don't know why the expectations for this offense were great. Like Cam was going to transform it because the guy is working with absolutely nobody. And he is still not that great of a QB. So I apologize for thinking the Pats were going to make the playoffs and be decent this year. I, one of my big whiffs. Yeah, so I'm going to say this now. I don't know who out there was, was throwing out those Cam Noon for MVP you know, assumptions, but I'm going to shoot those right down right now because it ain't going to happen. Sorry to break it to you guys, whoever threw that out in the atmosphere, but uh, just not looking good. But uh, nah, not to knock Cam, I mean, Baloo's right. He just doesn't look good. It's more than just the bad passes and the, the footwork and all that. I mean, he's not reading the defenses right. There was a, there was a picture going around Twitter about one of the plays, and he had like three guys I think it was like I don't even know who it was like James White who knows who it was it was like three guys wide open and then he threw it down downfield I think it was the pass Lou was referring to when he airmailed it so he's just not reading the defense as well I mean yes I get that old line isn't great maybe he's not getting enough time to throw but still I mean he's been in the league long enough to know how to handle those situations so the fact that a guy that I really thought highly of coming into the season you know what I mean it's just looking this bad it's sad it's it's really on the whole team though I mean we just don't have a good roster it is what it is our wide receiver one literally has a shot knee and doesn't want to be here he'd rather be down in Tampa Bay with his other two buddies Nikhil Harry I don't even know if he's been on the field the last two weeks I don't even think he sniffed the football so yeah I mean we're not gonna we're not gonna beat teams with you know bird and harris you know that's just it's not gonna happen and yeah i don't know man it's not looking real good for the Pats. not just this season but if they don't make moves in the off season it's gonna be an ugly next few seasons for the Pats. one thing i just want to say i was early on two bandwagons the drew Brees isn't as good as we thought we was bandwagon and cam newton has never been a great qb bandwagon and both of those are unfolding before our eyes so i will pat myself on the back for those because Every week I'm proving just a little more right. Guys, to shift from the Patriots of new to the Patriots of old, the Bucks are getting in shape, and they're getting better each and every week. I'm sure by now you guys have all heard they have signed Antonio Brown. Yes, Bruce Arians did come out and say earlier in the season that it wasn't going to be a possibility. He could have either been downplaying that on purpose Um, and they had this intention all along, or he really could have just not wanted to entertain it, and we see um, how the Bucs roster really played out for this year as far as everything has gone with injuries. But, guys, I got to say, Gronk has looked pretty good for that Bucs team. That defense has looked pretty good for that Bucs team, and Leonard Fournette is finally going to be a name that's going to be a threat for that offense. And I believe him and Rojo are both going to demand the ball. If they can control the game running and then can just have those three receivers in Godwin, Mike Evans, and Antonio Brown as wide receivers, this might be Brady's easiest reign yet, honestly. Yeah, man. Again, another apology I owe to Thomas Brady. He's not washed. He still has it. He's been great in the pocket, great out of the pocket. He's using everybody like he always does. And the defense is really good. 
but them being able to score even when Mike Evans isn't always catching the football is just very impressive. And they are a dangerous, dangerous team and much better than I thought they were, which will reflect in the power rankings because I said they need to make those strides and improve and they have. He's only been there for seven weeks now and he's already got this offense in his back pocket, man. It's it's extremely impressive. Yeah, I mean, TB12 does what TB12 does. This is, you know, the best quarterback to ever grace a national football field but it is what it is I mean they just they really have no holes on offense especially now like you said Steve with Fournette coming back they got two solid running backs in the backfield with the signing of AB they really have no weak link in the passing game and they obviously have Gronk as well who has been playing good and looks for the most part healthy so the biggest thing with them coming into the season I think we all agreed on was how good or bad their defense was going to be. And right now they're playing good. So I think that's a big load off of Brady's back. Not to say he didn't have help from the defense in New England because we all know they were one of the best defenses in the league. But it's a lot better playing when you literally can throw it to anyone on the field and they're going to catch the ball. And then on the flip side, your your defense is equally as good. So, I mean, they're another team like they just – they're going to be hard to beat come playoff time if their defense can stay this consistent and if their offense can keep putting up the points they are, which I think they will. But hopefully I'm just praying that Antonio Brown doesn't come in and ruin that locker room like we've seen. So if they can keep him reeled in, I think they're going to be real scary down the stretch. And a possible Super Bowl contender could be the easiest he won, like you guys said. Well, guys, before we get to the end of the episode, we got to say this is going to be a big week for since the sandbox. By the time you guys heard this episode, we are going to reach a huge milestone, 10,000 total downloads. Whoop, whoop. Uh, Me, Lou, and Kev worked very hard to get to this point. And honestly, when we started this, we, we might not have thought that we got this far. So thank you to all of you guys for being loyal um, and with us for you know the first year and a half. And with that, we're kind of introducing some new merchandise for you guys. Um, Since the Sandbox hoodies are going to be available for pre-order come Wednesday this week. And then those will drop on Black Friday. So we've got a little Black Friday drop coming for you guys. And also, Thanksgiving is coming up. And we're going to be collecting canned food to donate to the East Boston Soup Kitchen. Want to make an impact and a difference in our community. I mean, why not start with us? We have a goal of reaching 300 cans with that. Um, and stay tuned with our social media to follow all of that. I know that was a lot for you guys, but we're busy behind the scenes. Uh, make sure to tune into All Things Since the Sandbox this week and always leave us that five stars. Thank you, guys. Peace out.